0: Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans to bring you all the latest new Browns news. Tune in now. and we are a bunch of wild and crazy browns fans i am john this is the village elliot and we are the fanatical elves network welcome again we're broadcasting live today it is a friday morning mid-morning getting ready for the uh very busy uh well we're in the midst of our busy holiday Thanksgiving weekend, we have got the uh, the Browns playing the Denver Broncos coming up on Sunday. Prior to that, we actually here in Columbus have the the biggest game of the century as the Ohio State Buckeyes travel to that state up north to battle the uh, Michigan. The name? I forgot. Yeah, I, I don't uh, even remember.
1: Uh, I don't even how remember. How you doing,
0: Village Elliot? How are you?
1: Oh, I'm just absolutely thrilled to be here and so uh, grateful for all the fan support that we've been getting. Thank you for allowing us into your homes or your automobile, if you're listening on the way to work. It's really a privilege to be here and to talk about the subject that we love most, Cleveland Browns football, and also the subject we love second most, Ohio State football. Yes. I wish I could remember the name of the the team that the Buckeyes are playing, but (laughs) it just escaped me. It's some... In fact, I can't even remember the name of the state that's to the north of us. It's just no, it's a a
0: dumpster fire. Yeah, I I just
1: can't remember what it is. It's some, uh, starts with an M, I think, but it's so (laughs) unimportant to me that I just can never remember. I
0: always had, I tell you, Elliot, I the, um, my experience, and and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, I went to a college called Hope College up there in that state, and uh, Mm -hmm. it was a great, great school. Um, But I I had one of my worst experiences ever um, as an educator. I'm a school counselor now. But one of my uh, entry-level experiences, I was doing my teaching uh, practicum years ago, you know, 30-plus years ago. And I had a a teacher that I worked for, and I won't name his name. I'm sure he's not listening. um, Probably is. He was the meanest son of a a gun. um, And he honestly, like, could not get over the fact that I went to this college up north, uh, not that college, but, and I was from the Buckeye state and he just could not get over it. And he treated me like crap for the four months that I was there. And I literally, I mean, I, I truly believe that that was part of his evaluation. Uh, It was, it was a shame and I'll never forget it. It, it, it was really because I'm, I've been in education for you know, three plus decades and I love wor- what I do and I love working with people and students and, and, uh, and even back then I knew that I, I love what I was doing and he just created such a damn awful experience for me. I'll, i it's just mm. it kind of haunted me and it's because he, he's from that state up North and you yeah. know, there's, there's just some that's people up, yeah
1: no yeah no, we're so. just kidding about football folks i mean look if you're <laughs> if you're in the military um you know you've got to get along with people that are from yes. football rivals and stuff like that if you're donovan peoples jones you better catch a football that's thrown by a cleveland browns quarterback yes <laughs> um, you know and that sort of thing uh you know, Tom Darden, for example, played. Yes. Browns, was who was the other? Who was the Browns. safety the Browns had
0: um, a few years back? Last um, name Peppers. Uh, J- oh, J- 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 yeah. Peppers? Was it, what was his first name? Last name was Peppers. Yeah, no, he's
1: playing with the Patriots now. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the wrong name now. I can't come up with it, but. No, that's all right. I, I, yeah, I no, he, is, he is a tremendous player. Um, yeah. And these kinds of things, it's not even football, but what if the guy is a brain surgeon and he came from the medical school there? Yes. What are you going to do? Say, I'm not going to have my brain <laughs> operated on because you are from the wrong school. No, come on. Come on. I, this is. Life. I did
0: see, I did see a funny commercial the other day that they've repeated over and over again of where a, a guy and a gal are on a uh, blind date for the first time. And she identifies herself as a Michigan um, fan or, you know, and, and the guy's a Buckeye fan and he jumps out of the car while they're traveling. <laughs> because he didn't want to continue the date. Kind of a funny little sham. Um, okay. Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers. That's, Jabril like. Peppers, that's right. Yeah. So, um, this game and actually Jabril Peppers at one point did play for the Denver Broncos that I believe is who the Browns, how he ended up with the Broncos after playing with the Brownies um, several years ago. So the Browns have this big game coming up against the Broncos. They go out to mile high. um, And uh, the thing about it right now that going into this game, a couple things that have caught my attention and probably Brown's attention is that they are uh, an underdog. I think, they were a one- or two-point underdog. And some people might be surprised at that. Uh, the Broncos have a five-and-five five record. Jerome yeah, Preppers was the New York Giants and then New England. I think you're thinking maybe of Julius Peppers. Oh, Julius Peppers. So yeah. how he, how the Broncos got to this moment in time, they were actually one-and-five starting the season. And everybody in the world in the NFL thought that the Broncos were a, a fire sale, just ready to happen, and – uh, Russell Wilson was a mess and mm-hmm. uh, Payton was a mess master's coach and mm-hmm. they'd just be doing something different next year. And now they've run off five or four straight four. wins, including wins against the chiefs and the bills. And most recently, uh, last week they beat I'm trying to think who they beat last week. Maybe you can fill in the blank there, but they've won four straight and yeah. All signs are pointing to this game being, you know, they are favored. And we're going out to a mile high. And it's a place that's hard for any team uh, to win. How are you feeling about the Browns coming into this game?
1: Well, look, if you can beat the Chiefs and you can beat the Bills, then, you know, they can beat us. Uh, This is going to be a football game. Um, I think, you know, my analysis is very simple, that they are the least injured team in football. Number one.
0: Mm. Mm, Number two is
1: that they've adjusted to a new coaching staff, and it takes time to do that. It's not fantasy football where you just plug in new football players and they play well immediately in a new scheme. Uh, Of course, fantasy football has no scheme, so that's easy. Uh, It takes time for real human beings to learn a new system, and they're learning it and it's working for them. Sean Payton is a real coach, his system does work and it's working for them. They really are getting better. It's uh, it's for real. And then also, I believe that the mile-high advantage is real. If you've ever mm-hmm. gone to 5,000 feet and just gone jogging right off of a plane, you know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. The altitude difference is real. And I believe that the home field advantage in Denver is worth more than the traditional three points. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the stat boys are saying that, you know, the home field advantage isn't actually three points. It's not automatic. It's probably a little bit lower than that. But in Denver, I think it's every bit of three points, maybe 3.5 or 4. I'd like to see. I tried to look up some stats on that. Nobody's come out and said what the actual Denver home field advantage really is. But I think it's probably about four points. Okay. Well, yes, I think it is a very serious thing. But on the other hand, despite the fact that the Browns are one of the most injured teams in the NFL. Yeah. I think they match up very well against Denver because Denver has one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL, despite the fact that they are lacking Nick Chubb, who is the best mm-hmm. runner in the universe. Yeah. So I think that that it could be something that favors the Browns. And The Browns do have a, a top – a defense depending on what stack stats you want to uh-huh. cite, uh they could be yeah. considered to be the number one defense in the NFL. Uh-huh. So let's let's talk about
0: um let's talk about the Browns uh office. We'll come back to talk a little bit more about Denver's specifics here in a minute. Um the Browns started DTR dot, during Thompson Robinson last week and he did pick up the win um against the Steelers. Um big big moment for the young young man and for this team, it, it wasn't pretty. Uh, what are your expectations going into this game? You already mentioned the run game. Uh, with that in mind, I, I imagine that that Kevin Stefanski might not be again trying to, you know, open the field up completely for Dorian Thompson Robinson. He was very conservative last week. Do you ex- what do you expect to see
1: in that part of the game tomorrow? Well, I don't think that they should open it up. For DTR, unless they have to, if they find mm-hmm. themselves behind by fourteen points in the second half, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think they will have to take some chances and throw. Were the you? Ball let me ask you this: more. Were you surprised that he threw? They they had Dorian Thompson
0: Robinson throwing the ball forty two times last week. Yeah, I was surprised really by game. that,
1: uh, but they were mostly conservative passes, <clears throat> and I think that um, if the defense completely sells out against the run and. Plays an eight-man front consistently, then, yeah, you're going to have to throw the ball. So I think that the defense can dictate Uh whether the Browns throw the ball or not, and Denver might well decide to do that, say that, well, we're just not afraid of Dorian Uh Thompson-Robinson. We're going to go ahead and play man-to-man all the time, Uh and we're going to stack the line uh, with extra linebackers, and we're going to stop the run. Do you see, uh, let's say, veteran wide receiver
0: Amari Cooper? He only had a few catches last week, though. You know, they were important catches. I think four passes uh, uh, for 40-some yards or some something like that. Um, a little bit down for what we expect, but that's, you know, we have a new quarterback. Uh, new chemistry needs to be built. On the, on the other hand, David Njoku was targeted something like 14 or 15 times, caught seven or eight passes, dropped a handful of passes that everyone is talking about this week. Um where oh do you see- gosh, he
1: dropped passes that <laughs> cut him? Just cut him. It just cut him. I'm I'm saying uh,
0: but I tell you though, they were just, I mean, seeing <laughs> it firsthand and being there, I mean, it was just terrible. I mean, David just was not focused on a few of those. You could see he the ball coming in, and then he started looking one way. Anyway, would you do you see uh Coop. Um, getting back more into the action, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering with, with the mile high situation and maybe trying to open up, maybe once, twice. Do you see Amari uh, getting more involved in this one? And what are you about David Njoko? Are we going back to him?
1: Well, both of those guys have been unstoppable all along. Yeah. long. It doesn't matter who has been guarding them. Um, they've been just incredible, even against double coverage. I didn't think that that it was possible for uh, cooper to succeed against the league's top shutdown corners but no matter who they've thrown at him yeah with the exception perhaps of the pittsburgh game who did have some success with um, uh-huh. cooper uh, he's just been really fantastic he's been really uh, even better than the stats which are you can point to guys oh this guy has better statistics than cooper yeah but who's been throwing to cooper a lot of the games it's been yeah. number three quarterback it's been pj walker throwing and yes. he really doesn't ha- have the uh, fastball that some of the other quarterbacks around the league have. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I it think seemed like the
0: timing was just a little bit off with DTR. Mm-hmm. He had a couple throws in there, oh, yeah. just a little mm-hmm. smidge off and that kind of, um, you know, caused things to be where they were. I, I got to yeah. give well, the low
1: yeah. average quarterback yeah. and particularly, yeah. you know, in only his second game, you don't expect that much, but I think that it's, it's possible that if the game calls for it, that he'll throw the ball more. Yeah. Uh, we don't really uh, want to see that, but uh, yeah. if it happens, I think he'll probably be up to the task and probably be right. okay. But, you know, he is a not, he's not going to be uh, a, a top 15 quarterback at this point in his career. He just isn't. What I'd yeah. like to see though, is uh, some, some, uh, additional help from other wide receivers. Yeah, you know, it's only been Cooper, David and, Bell. Well, yeah, David Bell. Where? Hello, where's David yeah, Bell? Where does David? Yeah, yeah calling, Mr. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's going on with David Bell? And even uh, Cedric Moore's Tillman pretty well. Yeah, think, Elijah you know. Moore, C- C-
0: Cedric Tillman. Yeah, Cedric uh, Tillman, we... where is
1: Cedric Tillman? He has been mm-hmm. playing more snaps with fewer targets than any yeah. other receiver in the league. And they
0: still brought up Austin Watkins. is he still on the active roster did he no, he, 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 he's squad? not
1: he's not been on the active roster. He has been uh, temporarily elevated from the practice squad so that he can okay. Eligible on game day to play. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that he's, I think he's only had one game, if I'm not mistaken. So they can do that two more right. games, okay, without giving him a real roster spot. But, it, you know, whoever can get open and be targeted, you know, that needs to happen. That's something that is a hallmark of the, you know, yeah. the classic, dare well, I say, game that, managers. somebody that yeah. can target a lot of wide receivers. We don't see that. We see only. Really, Cooper, and we see Njoku, and then we see Elijah Moore get some targets, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Yeah. Um, let's, and- let's, uh, Elliot, let's take a quick break here for a minute.
0: We're going to talk about the Browns defense and also what to expect from Russell Wilson and the Broncos, and uh, how you see this game playing out, and uh, maybe look back a little bit at our you and I are historically go back with many Browns fans as. We remember Denver very well for a lot of bad reasons. Um, We'll be right back, folks. This is the Fanatical Elves show, part of Fans First Sports Network. And we are back here on the Fanatical Elves show. Thank you again Mm -hmm. for joining us. You can follow us on Apple, on Spotify, here on YouTube, here on the, The X, Twitter. Again, like Ellie said at the beginning of the show, we really appreciate and we are so thankful Um, for what you guys have helped us with with launching our uh, platform since april Um, every month especially the last few months we have been gaining viewership and gaining downloads Um, right now we're 30 40 percent where we were a month ago and we continue to do that every month and it's only because of your support so thank you again for following along um, as as we talk about the brownies well, wait a
1: minute, you mean uh, 130%, not 30, 130%. 30% means that we would be going down. So that oh, okay, would, mean yes. would be like the Steelers network.
0: That's right. Yeah, no. down, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give kudos to the Steelers uh, group there, the Steel Curtain Network. They're part of Fans First. And Jeff Hartman leads the yeah, leads the charge there, and, and they've done a fabulous job. of. Um, and I heard recently that there are only two franchises in the NFL that they don't have coverage for right now. And I believe it's the, uh, I want to say the Seattle Seahawks and the Buffalo Bills of all places. Right? Is that not nuts? So if you are listening and you're from Buffalo and you're a Buffalo Bills fan, my God, um, contact us, contact somebody. uh, Let us know because we need you to help start an affiliate for the Buffalo area. because You you guys have some diehard fans up there.
1: I, I could just about do that for Buffalo. I know those guys pretty well.
0: Well, but, maybe, maybe, Mr. Uh, Villaghelle. You, 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 you know what I want to do? You
1: know, you know, just take them. I want to trade the Baltimore Ravens for Buffalo. I want Buffalo to be in the AFC North. I think that would right? be a really nice division, really. Oh, I like that. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Wouldn't that be a good division? And Baltimore, Let I looked at the map. Yeah. And I'm absolutely sure that Baltimore is East Coast. It is not in the North United States. It is not Midwest. It is not Central. It is, yeah. in fact, on the East Coast, and they could compete with New England and and uh, Washington. Well, in fact, it's very close to Washington. It it's is. On the map, I'm absolutely sure of my geography. That's where they belong. This would be a good trade for everybody. Right. It would be a great rivalry. Hello, NFL. Listen to me. I'm right yeah. about this.
0: Well, we Do would we're going to continue talking about our game here coming oh, yeah. up in a minute, but I do want to give a shout out to, I, you know, a lot of us are very thankful and I'm thankful this week. Um, my kids, uh, both Mariah and, uh, her boyfriend, Matt have, uh, come in from Seattle. My son, Alec came in from that state up North, uh, the other day and, uh, we've been celebrating and I wanted to give them a the props. They, they sent me this or they bought, this is it's, it's actually village Ellie. It's my birthday tomorrow. Um, and so sitting. they got me this Pacific Northwest hat and my maroon. The maroon color is representative of my high school where I work at. Uh, by the way, I we did I get off to a um, great start. Our Licking Heights girls basketball program got wins in both the varsity and JV games as we battled against Westland here in Columbus. And so, uh, congratulations to those those kids. Um, job well done by by our, our student athletes and our, our our coaching staff. Um, We're going to have a great season very excited for our licking heights hornets. And, uh, it was fun getting a lot of great support from family and friends. And so thanks. By the way, I do want to also introduce, this is our, um, (laughs) Bill and jelly and I talked off air about, uh, this is our, (gasps) our off air, our our little chicken. (laughs) And, um, I don't know, you were saying some story to me, um, about how the brownies used to have a chicken?
1: Yeah, not not the brownies, uh, but the city of Cleveland had the super city of chicken. Cleveland. W-I-X-Y 1260 had super chicken back in the day. And I'm not sure if that was actually uh, responsible for the cartoon, the children's cartoon super chicken or not. But ah. I believe, I'm not sure, but uh, the Wixie 1260 super chicken predated the cartoon uh, version of that. Oh but uh well
0: pat my 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 wonderful mom pat this is her birthday gift as a funny uh, little birthday gift she uh gave me this wonderful little chicken uh so i wanted to share that out so thank you uh uh pat and uh pat loves uh watching your oracle speaks shows uh village Elliot. she she uh, watches those daily and uh along with all the other shows that we have here on the fanatical elves network including dog pond south podcast with uh steve gill uh we've got the what the elf is that with joel cade the browns blitz with rod bloom and uh, many other shows including mine the johnny cleveland podcast which will have another airing of that show coming up actually i've Mm -hmm. actually been in contact with the denver affiliate and we will be doing a kind of a behind the uh behind enemy lines show here uh before uh, before sunday's game excellent yeah um, so back to this game here, the Browns' defense. What are you excited about going into this game? What do you expect to see from Miles Garrett and, and that
1: part of the team? Strip sacks.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think we'll, we'll kill them. I mean, come on. The Browns are the best in the NFL in terms of giving up yards. They're 243 yards per game. That's uh-huh. the best in the NFL. The Broncos, is. by the way are last in the NFL, giving up 6.3 yards per play. Oh, They give up 400 yards per game. That's also wow. last in the NFL. The cool. Broncos are last in the NFL in rush yards per game at 160 per, per game. Uh, the Browns yeah. are not that fantastic against the run. They are 11th in the NFL with 99.6 yards per game. Mm. So those stats come into play here. But the main thing that I take away is that you can do whatever you want against the Broncos. They can't defend the pass, and they Mm -hmm. are last in the NFL in rush yards per game. Wow. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's made to order for what the Browns want to do. Right. So let's see how they, the Broncos go up against the Browns who want to run the ball with a rookie. So
0: how have they been able to run off these four straight wins then against teams like the Chiefs? and the Buffalo Bills.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's deconvolve what the Broncos stats really in, in, entail. Uh, remember that they got clobbered by Miami early in the season, yeah, 70 yeah. to 20. So a lot of 70 those, to 20. Yeah, a lot of those bad stats involve early season stats, and they've cleaned up their act a lot in the win streak. So yeah, it may not be as bad as the average would indicate, but nevertheless – Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that's where you attack them is on the ground. The other thing I wanted to say, and I think we mentioned that earlier in the broadcast, is that the Broncos are the least injured team in the NFL. So it's not necessarily that they're brilliant at coaching, but they've stayed kind of the same while the rest of the NFL has gotten weaker and weaker due to injuries. Yes. So um, I think that they are a stronger team relative to the rest of the NFL. That's very, very real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and then also, man, I think that the elevation is real. So I think the Browns are, have an advantage that they typically well, do not have a lot of plays. You know, they get in and yeah. out very quickly on defense, and that's what they really what do. about? Okay,
0: so one of the things that I've been looking at and just think, you know, Russell Wilson, the quarterback mm-hmm. for the Broncos. In watching the games that I have or parts of the games that the Broncos have played, it seems to me like he has found a little bit more rhythm. He's a little bit more his old Russell Wilson self. And I think that that might be driving part of what we're seeing. And that has me as a Browns fan, a little nervous going into this game, despite of what you've mentioned about the Browns defense. Um, I'm still a little nervous because I've watched Russell Wilson play live uh, in, at very, with various teams, including the Seattle Seahawks back in the day. And that could be, an issue on Sunday.
1: Oh yeah. Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. And, you know, in Cleveland, one of our, our standard soapboxes about quarterbacks, is, you know, we can't win if we don't have a tall quarterback. You can't see downfield. You can't throw the ball over the tall defensive lineman. The short quarterback can't win. It's impossible. It, it just can't be done. Yes. Well, look, Russell Wilson can do it. So shut up. Yeah. You know, don't panic. You know, he has, yeah. you know, the qu- short quarterbacks do yeah. have some drawbacks. Nobody's perfect, but there are ways that it can be done. Russell Wilson rolls out, does whatever he has to do, and he is an effective quarterback. Well, before I don't know Deshaun, that he's the best in the league. He's well, not. Well, before Deshaun you know, Watson like, came into the picture, do you, there
0: have been countless rumors, and it sounds like they were pretty legit, that Russell Wilson was very
1: close to becoming a Cleveland Brown. Well, they put in. They tried to trade for everybody who could uh, potentially be a viable quarterback. There's more than one guy that can play quarterback. Yeah. In the NFL, Um, and yeah, they tried to trade for Russell. I think Robert Rob, Robert Griffith III still wants to come back and play quarterback for the Browns.
0: Isn't well, that what I he's? Think, yeah, reporting? I think he
1: would like to play. Um, I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> now, it I'll be take that bad decision. Up. What about I, Tom Brady? I, no, Tom Brady does not want to play football again, and Tom Brady wouldn't do it because why tom brady says that championships are won in the off season and he did not spend the off season getting ready to play quarterback he will not do it good point good point he's, he's retired and he's 46 yep. years old so forget all about that that's not Speaking happening
0: of old joe flacco with the brownies now 39 years mm-hmm. old
1: 38
0: yeah, 30, or 39 yeah. what, what are your uh like if if all hell breaks loose and dtr falls apart and something happens to pj walker are they bringing in joe flacco before pj walker now
1: I do, well, I think that's that's sort of hard to say whether he would be the um, second string or third string. But the those who are planning the demise of DTR are just totally off base. He's not being brought in to be the first string quarterback. He really doesn't fit the current offensive scheme all that well because Deshaun Watson's a running quarterback, yeah, and Joe Flacco is not. He's not very yeah. mobile. He's had health issues. And, you know, he might he's probably pretty good for a couple of games, but he is probably going to be uh, injury prone. He's had a lot of problems in the past. You don't yeah. really want him to play a full season. But for a game or two, he's probably pretty OK. So I think you probably yeah. have to think about how many games are left in the schedule. If it's early, probably not. Yeah. If it's late, you might very well think about Flacco if you needed him. Well, he it still he still game. has
0: it. They won that game last year with him driving them down the oh, field. Yeah,
1: yeah. The he played very game. well. But, yeah, but you know, at that time, they still had an offensive line that was viable. If, if, right. the, if he has to do a lot of running and stuff like that, right, that would kind of militate against him being the guy that they want. Correct. So, you know, he's a pocket passer, and the Browns are not a pocket-passing team. It's not a good match, but it could be made to work. It's not an optimum situation, but, you know, the Browns are not choosers in this market. They were beggars because they did not prepare Uh for the possibility that Deshaun Watson would, who would have thought that Deshaun Watson would have an injury issue. That just couldn't, (laughs) that was just a total shock to us. My gosh. Well, I mean, they should have been preparing for this since game two, Yeah. You shouldn't realize that, yeah, you know, uh, we hope that his shoulder is totally okay, but just in case, we should be preparing somebody on the practice squad. Yeah. You know, we've been saying that on this network since game two Mm -hmm. that there needed to be somebody on the practice squad just in case they listen to us. No. And so (laughs) now they're trying to do something in game 11 uh, to. Uh, prepare and it's kind of late in the day you're expecting somebody to pick up the Browns offense in one week like in fantasy football it's not easy to do that especially for a 38 year old that hasn't played in a year and a half it's not an optimum situation don't expect miracles this guy is not Aaron Rodgers light with all the taste and half the calories it doesn't work that way
0: all right, Village, tell me how you see this game playing out. What are the keys to the Browns pulling this win off at the mile high, up, up there 5,000 feet?
1: Well, I see this as a little bit more of an offensive game than we saw last week. And again, uh-huh. I point out that the Broncos are a, a team that struggles on defense. They have not uh-huh. been able to stop the run. So I think the yeah. Browns are going to try to run. Uh-huh. I think we will see on oh, by the way. If you I brought some PowerPoints with me, we can look at those if you want. Yeah. The, the uh you want to do that? Sure. Do we have time for that. Yeah, we got a few minutes. Yep. Uh, okay, well. Um, the um the Broncos do not have a great I'm deal gonna of... go off,
0: I'm gonna go off camera here just for a minute, but LA, I want you to keep talking.
1: I'm gonna All pull right. your screen I'll up once on you talking.
0: get. And I will be right back. Um, right,
1: the Broncos do not have super fantastic okay. keep keep uh, talking strength on defense in general, and particularly up the middle, it looks like they're a little bit uh, weak. And let me just talk about that. Let's see, this is the Broncos' offense. Uh, they've, but let me talk about their defense, okay? And again, for those uh, who are. Uh, seeing this on video, the red boxes mean that there's a problem. Orange means that they're below average. Yellow is average. Green is above average. And blue means that they're uh, above average or nearing the uh, pro Bowl kind of class. I don't have anybody that's marked blue on either side, really. Um, probably I should have put Amari Cooper as blue, uh, although I think that his stats are held down by the fact that we don't have anybody that gets in the ball. And then also the defense is able to commit resources to kind of hold him back a little bit. But anyway, uh, if you just look at the middle of the line, we've got some um, powerful guys at, at the middle of the line. Joel Batonio, Ethan Posick, Wyatt Teller. And they've got some red boxes up the middle at a nose tackle and then at the linebacker. So it looks kind of like you can push up the middle, turn right a little bit, and it looks like that they might be vulnerable up the middle. Uh, They're probably better uh, if you try to run right, and um, that that might be more difficult to do uh, with this team. And um, so I think that that. I think that they're probably going to use the uh fullback position uh for a lot of plays. And um I think they're probably gonna do they're gonna do some damage. That would be nice,
0: right? That would be very yeah. nice. What do you like? You're thinking um you said more of a high power more more points. Um you know, last week the Browns pulled it out 13 to 10. Are you thinking like scores going to be up in the 20s in this game, 20s or 30s? You think we're going to go for 40 or 50 points between? No, the we're not going
1: to score tons of points, but I think it'll, you know, this game is going to be more than 13 to 10. But yeah, something in the teens or 20s, something like that. We don't okay. really expect there to be a lot of points, or if there are points, it'll probably be scored on defense. I think that the Bronx do have the defense that right. they could, it would just take a couple of strip sacks and scores on defense you have, to tip take the uh, score that way
0: do you have i'm sorry i missed the the other graphic did you put up the the browns defensive
1: well there we go right the
0: offense or actually the offensive set do you have dewan jones in there right on the right side or the left
1: yeah i probably you know that was kind of in doubt when i drew up this um sure this uh, chart
0: i mean of uh, all the players i i tell you i've got it you know when you think about the dewan jones and what he's done this season overall for the brownies I just been very impressed you know i think that he's done so much good for the help yeah this are season. they saying and that he's going to play i think so that's what i'm hearing okay yeah. well and then. and he and he played decently against again tj watt last week um you know so that's where i just think that he's one of those guys players that for the browns offense that have just really just steadied this team um and and made them better than I think. I don't think a lot. There were I don't think there were a lot of extremely high expectations going into the season when mm-hmm. he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of a higher draft pick, and um, I just think he's doing great. Yeah. And yeah, and and I think he, that he's been very
1: helpful to the Browns offense. He's also one of those guys that, um, you know, I, I rely a lot on pro football focused and preparing these charts. He's one of those guys that pro now, football focus seems to hate. And they never give him a good Denzel, score. Yeah, but, um,
0: Denzel Ward on the defensive side of the ball. No, I'm hearing that he might be doubtful. Is that what you're hearing? Or injury to his shoulder? Uh, this late this week. Mary Kay Cabot has been reporting that about Denzel's shoulder. Okay. Um Anthony Walker tweaked his what is his hammy or his um
1: Yeah, he's been questionable. And, and um
0: Ronnie Hickman got in a little bit last week, which I didn't realize.
1: Yeah, they Uh, had him him as a start, but but also, yeah, we might have, um, yeah, we're not really sure who's going to start in that place. I put Ronnie Hickman as the most likely candidate, but uh, we might be getting, um, man, I'm forgetting the name of the guy who um, um, started the season at that position. He's been out all this time and he might be coming back. Um, and did you – how
0: good is uh, – you know, they, they had a video the Browns released earlier in the week on Martin Emerson where they fouled him with his audio. And I just thought, you know, everybody is falling in love with Martin Emerson. I've loved mm-hmm. Martin Emerson since last year. Yeah, no, I think season. Martin Emerson
1: is very, very good. And, and, and again, uh, pro football focus makes the Browns defense look very ordinary, and I've sort of pushed them up because I don't know how uh-huh. you can be the number one team in the NFL. Yeah, um, with defense and have ordinary players all the way across the board. Now you
0: have Greg Newsom as red. Is that because he's been?
1: Yeah, that's supposed to be kind of a bright orange, but uh, okay. Yeah, he's he's ranked as a little bit below average. Okay, but okay. um Well, yeah, what, I, I think we could yeah. we could have a debate about whether that's fair or not. Jerry Jerry Judy for the Broncos
0: there showing your graphics. If you're listening to us, uh, Elliot again has mm-hmm. his graphics of both teams up and uh, you know Jerry Judy again another player who has been uh, rumored to come to Cleveland multiple times over the last two seasons
1: he's no, still with Denver no that's Cleveland Browns fans wishing that he was going to be traded <laughs> to Cleveland I mean come on no. why would Denver want to oh let's give Cleveland Jerry Judy I I, I think that would be <laughs> a nice thing for us to do sure Cleveland's got lots of draft picks they could give us for Jerry Judy. <laughs> just shut up! <laughs> Come on, fans, that's not.
0: All right, happen. so uh, let's uh, final final takes here, Elliot, before we let let you go. Um, and following us here on the Fanatical Elves
1: Network, no, again, it's a Friday no. afternoon. We're, We're just, glad you showed up. This, this cute stuff here. I think we've talked yeah. about all of this, but yeah, the Broncos are getting better. They're the least injured team in the NFL. I think that the 5,000-foot elevation thing, you're sick of hearing about that because we talk about that every time we play them, and it's been something that we've said since they came into the league in, what, 1965 or something. Um, But, yeah, I think it's probably a real thing and that they deserve more than the normal home field advantage. Four points might not be crazy. Yeah, the Broncos are giving up a lot of yards per play. They're giving up a lot of yards per game. Not all of that is because of Miami. Some of it is, but not all of it. And the hundred and
0: sixty uh, yards rushing is amazingly bad. It's um, well, it's, it's not pretty, amazingly bad, but bad. it's <laughs> but the Browns are elevenths there, ninety nine yards given up, but the Broncos one hundred and sixty yards, which
1: yeah, sixty yards is worth something on the way to a touchdown, an extra touchdown. On I agree. Game. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's that, pretty significant, and the Browns like to run the ball. They struggled a little
0: bit last week against the Steelers. I don't think they even got over the, the century mark in rushing yards. They but, did,
1: but the Steelers are the Steelers, and the Broncos yeah. are the Broncos. How yes. about that for a brilliant yes. observation? Uh,
0: well, so, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm going to go with the Brownies, going to win this game. I'm going to go – Uh, 31 Browns, 25 Broncos, 31, 25. I think there will be some more scoring Mm -hmm. going on. And I think the Browns pull it off. Uh, they get some nice drives in the second half. They wear down the Broncos who are on this four game winning streak. And I think maybe the Browns can come in there with their, um, stellar defense and, uh, put clamps down on, on them. And, uh, Pull out the win. I see the Browns, you know, getting another win. This would be the win number four for the Browns Uh, two years ago or or three years ago when the Browns and Stefanski went to the playoffs in 2020, they, they won. They ended up winning four games in a row going from five and three to nine and three uh, before losing to the Baltimore Ravens late in that year. So I see the Browns again, they're, they're in momentum swing and I think they've got a lot of positives Broncos do too so I think it's gonna be a really fun game to watch maybe some back and forth Browns fans will be nervous like we always are and uh, but I think the Browns will pull it off I mean I maybe again we see some things like you said Elliot some strip sacks from Miles Garrett or Shelby Harris or Delvin Tomlinson or you know Jordan Elliott who knows you know one of those guys will come up big and uh, I think that's something that we can kind of see happening now I think that's Really, where the Browns defense is at. Um, and I think that's all pointing in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly, uh, uh, hope so. One other thing I wanted to mention is that the point spread, I believe, at the beginning of the week was uh, one and then okay. it was one and a half. And um, now I think it's let me just check. Okay, let me just check. Um, the um, I think it's like two and a half now. Oh, yeah. It's gone up. Yeah, a little bit. Let's just see what it is right now. Oh, well, no. It's it's uh, holding steady at one and a half. But I think it was up around two for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, Vegas Insider had it at minus two. So there's a lot of sentiment um, favoring the Broncos. Of course, Bronco fans are as crazy as Browns fans. Yes. And there's all this stuff about, oh, my gosh, you know, the Broncos are on their way. They've won four straight. And so there's Bronco mania, just like there's Browns mania. Mm-hmm. So um, there's teams that all of a sudden have playoff expectations. After yeah. They spent the first half of the season wanting to fire their coach and get a new quarterback, which yeah. neither team can do because they spent so much money, uh, guaranteed money on a quarterback, that it is not going to happen for Denver. It is not going to happen for Cleveland. And in mm-hmm. fact, I invite everybody to watch. Uh, You've got some to,
0: more shows. The world speaks. Yes. Uh,
1: explain why the Browns are probably going to extend to Sean Watson because otherwise, there's no way that they can yep. clear cap room for next year and afford. I think i got.
0: So I've got that show coming out. I think tomorrow for you, you've got a couple other Oracle speaks shows (laughs) right currently right now and coming out later on this afternoon. So uh, he's bringing it every day. That's the village Elliot. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here again on the fanatical elves show uh, download us, follow us on Apple, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Again, we just so much appreciate you. We're so thankful for all of you Browns fans. Share the love, spread the word to your family, friends, um, as we uh, gain momentum like the Cleveland Browns are doing this season as well. We'll be there to bring you the very latest. We'll have some pregame and postgame shows come Sunday. We've also got a behind the scenes, uh, behind the uh, enemy lines show coming up, along with my Johnny Cleveland show. And Elliot, uh, Village Elliot's got a couple more Oracle Speaks show so tune into his programming as well again thanks everybody for following us and go brownies all right elliot yep see y'all later
1: it's going to be real on sunday man don't miss it
0: toodaloo